Welcome back to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano, and we're at Mission Viejo Country Club in Orange County talking to one of our uh, 2015 Super Social Media Award winners, Scott Dye. It's a beautiful morning, but I guess all mornings are beautiful in Southern California, so it's not any different than the norm. And uh, we're going to be talking to Scott about kikuyu grass, which is common out here, but not common in other parts of the country. First off, Scott, thanks for having us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Guy. Uh, looking forward to this. A lot of people outside Southern California don't know a heck of a lot about kikuyu grass beyond what Ian Baker, Finch, and some other golf announcers tell them on TV. Just describe the grass for dummies. Uh, kikuyu grass is definitely, uh, you can almost call it a beast of a grass. Similar in some ways, I'd say and describe as St. Augustine, where it's really thick um, and aggressive. Uh, but at the same time, it's sensitive. Uh, you can You can upset it real quick. There's a really good superintendent in San Diego County at La Jolla Country Club, Dennis Fowler, and uh, he coined it. It's, it's like a warm season POA, that it, it's, it's tolerant and it's doable, but at the same time, you could upset it really, really fast. So you have to be careful with it, but if you get it right, it's a great surface to play off of. Yeah, what are some of the advantages to it in this type of climate? You can keep it green year-round, which is definitely a benefit. It's very aggressive, so it can out-compete almost all of the other grasses, uh, which is, you know, kind of a catch-22 as well. But um, if you're trying to promote it and not fight it, which is recommended if it's taken over your property, which it has in Southern California on a lot of golf courses, you, you almost just have to jump on board, keep pushing it, and um, and get it to keep spreading. And it's it's aggressive. When I say spread, you know, those rhizomes and stolons, they can out-compete and, and definitely give you a good surface. How, how common is it in this part of the country for golf courses to have it? It's definitely a little niche in the Southern California area. Uh, and it works its way up into the middle part of the state and east of here as well. But for the most part, you're not going to find it in, you know, outside of this California little coastal California market, as, as you could say. But that's one of the neat things about um, social media is being able to connect with guys in Australia and guys, um, you know, in Africa who are growing it as well. So uh, it's a niche grass without a doubt, but it's being grown in other areas of the world, which make it really neat to to reach out and, and talk to guys about. Did you have any experience managing it before you got here? And what were some of the things you did early in your tenure if you didn't have any experience managing it to, le to learn more about it and to get yourself more accl acclimated with it. So I've been the superintendent here for five years and, and I had worked on um, golf courses that had had it before, but that was while I was going to school in San Luis Obispo. So I wasn't the manager or managing it uh, and, and didn't fully understand it. So when I took this job, it was a really neat opportunity to quickly jump on board and figure it out. And uh, my predecessor here had, along with some of the USGA guys and uh, the local Southern California market uh, with Pace Turf as well, they, they put together this thing called the Kikuya Summit. And that's where a lot of, of the baseline information really was established, where they got together 20 plus guys that are, were growing it and helped create a couple of or at least get down on paper, you know, some of the things that different guys are doing. Uh, and, and that was really a platform for me to jump off of uh, in learning in learning how to 
how to manage it. There are very few televised golf events with Kikuya grass. If you do have time and you do see it on, on TV, what's what's your reaction? How does it make you feel? Is there a sense of, sense of pride to see something on your, your own golf course make it to such a high-profile level? Uh, yeah, you know, getting up uh, to Riviera and watching um, the event up there and, and getting to interact with Matt Morton, one of the Kikuya legends in this area. And there's so many you could call Kikuya legends, um, guys that have been doing it for so long, but they're they're a great resource and they're always so willing to share which is what's so neat about this business um, guys just sharing information which has been a, a big help for me but being able to see it on national you know a national televised event and getting to walk the property and you just you have a sense of pride because you know you really don't see it too often at least on any of the the uh, the PGA tour events um, there's some uh, events I'm not 100% sure of. Uh, they're probably played on it down in Australia, uh, and which I'd love to know and learn more about. But being able to see it on TV and then hear them talk about it, it's funny to hear. I could sit and listen to it for hours. This is a uh, long-term question, but is it something in your mind you think we'll see more of in this part of the country, or do you think it's just going to remain what it is at a niche that very few superintendents are going to have to manage throughout the course of their career? That's a good question because I think it really comes down to the club and the golf course and, and the situation. If you're trying to fight it, it's you, you can't hit. When you want to kill it, you can't kill it. When you <laughs> when you don't want to kill it, it kills. It gets killed. So uh, with Kakuya grass, um, I think it really comes down to the, the club and what the club's direction is. And, and when, when I started here, the direction was we're done overseeding and we're going to, we're committed. And I think that goes the same with, you know, any of the Bermuda overseed situations. Uh, it just depends on what the club's looking to do. And when the club can make that decision, uh, whatever caliber of club that is, doesn't matter. It just, it makes it makes it easier for the superintendent to focus his energies on getting that mono stand, so to speak. And, and I think that just that's what it comes down to is what, is it, what does the club want and what's the club comfortable with? And uh, for here in this, in this market, it's, it's a good grass. It, it works. Well, thanks a lot for the time, Scott. And thanks a lot for teaching us more about something that I don't think a lot of us knew a ton, of, ton about. Thank you, Guy. It's been fun to share. And, uh, I have to give credit to so many other superintendents in the area that there's there's a great resource and it's a great group of guys in the Southern California market. So thank you for the time. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media. I've been your host, Guy Cipriano. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page of golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.